This is Comic Shenanigans, episode 228, Comic Talk. Welcome to the Comic Shenanigans podcast. This is Adam Chapman. This is episode 228. Uh, This week we're having a Comic Talk episode, so I'll be joined shortly by my co-host, AJ Reese. Uh, But just a little bit of housekeeping. Uh, If you want to email us at the show, you can email us at comicshenanigans at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook. Read and review us on iTunes. Subscribe to us on iTunes. And also you can post in our HROMs thread as well. Um, So the next episode after this, the episode 230, uh, will be coming out just around Christmas. So uh, look forward to that one coming out next week. And uh, in the meantime, let's jump into the episode with AJ and myself. uh, Just doing a general comic talk episode. All right, I've got AJ on the line joining me uh, for uh, this general comic talk episode. How are you doing, AJ? I'm doing good, buddy. So it's been a while since we've had you on the show. Uh, what's been new? What have you been reading? Um, the same things I always read. Uh, the Green Lantern books, the Red Lantern, the Sinestro, uh, New Guardians, Green Lantern, anything Green Lantern universe. That's, uh, that's about to become a lot less. That's about to become a whole lot less, and I am sad for it. Let's see. No more, no more core. No more Red Lanterns. No more Guardians. As of what is it, March? Yeah, it March is the last issues. Now, of those three ending, which one would you be saddest about? It'd have to be Red Lantern. I don't know how they're going to wrap that up, but I've I've thoroughly enjoyed it up to well ever since Sole was it Sewell or Sole? I think it's Sewell. Sewell. We'll go with that. Ever since Charles took over, it has been dramatically better. But yeah. I guess that's going to come to an end too. So yeah, so. I'm. I think that's the one I'll miss the most. Um, I guess core I'd miss second, and then the least I I, I barely read New Guardians. Um, I just don't care. Yeah, I mean I read it because I read the others, so I'm like, well, why, why be one out? Might as well know what's going on in there too. True, so. especially when they eventually do the crossover that happens every few months. I was about to say eventually. You mean like every third story? Yeah. <laughs> well, I like to believe. That maybe it won't always happen, but no, it's pretty bad. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just, maybe this is just me, but I, Kyle Rayner used to have a personality, and then Hal came back, and he still had one, and now I just, I, I don't feel like he has much of a personality, and now he's taken Hal's girlfriend, I'm like, that's weird. Yeah, I still don't know where they're going with that story, or why they chose that, I, and... Did they read Jeff John's last issue? <laughs> I don't think so. I think they just completely blew past it. Because didn't didn't he basically say like this is this is what happens in the future? Yeah, yeah and it was it was kind of a down. nice kind of you know this is what happens kind of thing. Well, and I don't know how they're going to tie everything up with uh, uh, Godhead thing going on now with Kyle kind of losing his stuff for the moment, and I'm sure he gets back to being a White Lantern because all the uh, solicits have already shown he's a White Lantern again, but. If if New Guardians ends, I, I, I just I don't know how long are you going to have Kyle as a new as a White Lantern, and is it going to go somewhere, or are they just going to hit convergence and then the White Lantern maybe goes away and he goes back to being green? I wouldn't mm. have a problem with that. Yeah, I mean Kyle Rayner's interesting because like you know he was the only Green Lantern for so long, mm-hmm. and then they brought back Hal and it was they made a concerted effort to make sure that people still cared about Kyle and that Kyle still had a role of some kind and that people respected him. And now by giving him the White Lantern, I mean, I guess they're still trying to do that, but I feel like they've just kind of pushed him into this weird, like, he, he was the everyman, and now he's the most godlike of all the Lanterns. Yeah, Space Jesus. Yeah, Space Jesus. But it's weird because, like, some of the best Kyle Rayner stories were those that emphasize his humanity and him being, like, 
like this artist. And right. what have we seen of that at all in the New 52 um, since the beginning? Like, has he been the White Lantern since the beginning? I can't even remember. Since the beginning of the New 52? Yeah. Yeah, he's been White Lantern the whole time. So... Uh, it started with... Uh, the New Guardian started with uh, Sade sending all the rings. Oh, no, no, no. He wasn't, I guess. He wasn't. No, that's absolutely right. Because it starts with Sade sending all the rings to him, and they, like, overwhelm him all at once. Oh, yeah. He goes on his little harness all the spectrum journey, which I still don't even understand how that made him a White Lantern after Blackest Night, but... Whatever. I didn't know you could just control all the uh, emotional spectrums and well, become a. Well, I guess my question about that too is: of anyone to command all of them, it's Kyle. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's. I I don't know. I don't. I just don't get it because, like, I I feel like there's other much more interesting, you know, kind of deserving candidates. I mean, in his own way, Sinestro would be better. Well, and the journey they took him on. And those first few issues, in my opinion, you could have filled in any lantern in that position. Because, I mean, who of them hasn't worn multiple rings and done multiple things? And they, they, they were saying things like, oh, you cared about someone. You know love. You've been angry. Here's rage. It's just, I don't know. Whatever. It's, it's serviced for now. But hopefully after Convergence, maybe something else comes along and Kyle goes back to being a little more Kyle-centric. Now, are you looking forward to Convergence? I am. I absolutely am. I'm seeing what all it is and maybe seeing the old 52 come back in some form or some part of the universe. Um, plus just all the other alt universes. I'm a big Worlds fan and all the other alt universes are, are cool to see fil- uh, filter in. Are there any particular titles in Convergence that you're looking forward to? There were some, but I don't remember what they are off the top of my head. Is it there because were there were so many that it was almost yeah. impossible to know? I've been watching the solicits of them, and I'm being like, oh, that, that'll, that'll be neat, that'll be cool, I'll pick those two up or whatever, but I, I don't remember any of them off the top of my head. I can't believe how many they're doing. Like, I mean, I, I get it, they're replacing their line for like the month, but that's just, it's kind of insane. I'm curious to know how their sales are going to be after all this is done and look back on it and see if people just take those two months off, or if they actually buy in and check everything out and... I feel like it's in some ways they might do better than the September stunt month has done, only yeah. because I feel like we're getting a better sense of of what it is. Yeah. Like for the zero issues, I think everyone kind of understood. Okay, it's origins. That's pretty easy to to kind of schedule for. But then well, the, like a third of those weren't even origins. Like you didn't even get what was delivered on some of those. Took true. the story forward. Some did side plots and everything else. But anyway. But yeah, and then but then you had uh, the villains month, which was much more confusing. Yes. And actually, what was this year? Um, oh, the Future's End, which you really didn't know what you were getting. Well, and you really, in most cases, unless you're reading Future's End, didn't need to get any of them. Nope. Although, I gotta say, uh, the Grayson one was actually really good. Didn't pick it up. Didn't. What was it about? Uh, kind of the death of Dick Grayson. Oh, well, that'll do. That was what a lot of them were about. As I, it was, but what was interesting about it is that it was, um, it was a story where they, it kind of... It, it almost reminded me of Memento in some ways because you started at the ending and yep. then and then you did these quick jumps backwards and sometimes they were like pretty quick jumps like the, there wasn't a lot of time between jumps but something significant had happened in that period and it so it ends with him dying and then it kind of goes backwards and I think it ends up with like him as a kid and I actually thought it was really cool. Um, I didn't feel that way about most of them. <laughs> no, no, I, I picked a lot of them up on sale for a. Uh... Back during Black Friday, and our local comic book shop had them for like a dollar each. So mm. I grabbed about five or six of them and read them and filed them away, probably to not be read again. But oh well, it was a thing. One thing uh, I'm just looking at a bunch of the 
Convergence miniseries kind of solicitations, and I do like that uh, some of the um, the writers that they're getting. I mean, there's some classic writers like there's Marv Wolfman writing Superman, uh, Larry Halma doing Wonder Woman. I don't even know. Did he ever do Wonder Woman? Sorry, yeah. I don't know why I said it that way. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Did he ever write Wonder Woman before? Right, right, right. I think most people assume that, but it's still whatever. Uh, like Flash doing uh, by Dan Abnett. Like it's kind of an interesting. I don't know. I I'm kind of uh, my interest is piqued by the creative teams. Some of the writers of uh, having Fabian Nicieza doing something, Len Wine doing Swamp Thing. Like I'm excited about that kind of stuff. I don't know what these are going to be like or if they're going to end up mattering, but I think in some ways they're it's not a bad way to go. If you had to plug a month with a bunch of stuff, I guess this is probably the best way to do it. Yeah. Because I mean, you mentioned the pre-new fifty-two, and a lot of people are going to lose their shit and want to buy it anyway. Right. I mean, everyone wants to believe that it's going to mean that the, the pre-New 52 is going to come back, but I feel like it's I don't just, think that's the case. No, I, I feel like it's the last hurrah. It's kind of letting you have one last gasp of it before they say, no, it's definitely not happening. Yeah. Yeah, they'll show you that it exists, and then that's it. It's just over on its side, and maybe it's a bottle universe, or maybe those characters get filtered in a little bit, but it, it won't change the, the base universe, I don't think, at all. Now, what do you think of, are you going to be buying any of uh, Secret Wars? Probably not. It's if if I'm doing one or the other, I'm going to be more on the convergent side, and I just I doubt I go double event. Yeah, I guess. Well, I feel like Secret Wars is it's it's not as big in yeah. some ways. I mean, it is. It's definitely a big story in terms of scope, but I feel like instead of having to you know it be this massive event where you have two bookends and then a ton of miniseries, at least in that you just have a main miniseries. Yeah. Well, and for what it's worth, DC has not. I feel like DC's got the recent better track record in as much as I enjoyed Forever Evil and I didn't enjoy uh, Original Sin or Age of Ultron. So mm. if, if it's Secret Wars is good, I'll pick it up on the backside, but I'll probably go with Convergence at release date. See, my only the only thing I would say there is that I, I totally get that mentality and I think that makes a lot of sense. But I think the thing that was missing from Age of Ultron and Original Sin was Jonathan Hickman. And that's... I mean, he's he's such a good writer, and he, he's got a, a better way of, I think, plotting that... I mean, if you liked Infinity, I feel like then you'd like Secret War, because it's well, the true. same writer. But I don't know... I'm curious to see how Secret War is going to go, because with all the Avengers and all the new Avengers build up, is is he going to be able to write Secret Wars and not have it totally hung on the fact that you need to know what's happened in Avengers and Secret Avengers or New Avengers the whole time to kind of see where this is built from. I don't, I think he'll be able to pull it off because I, I, I think that the basic premise that they've kind of laid out is all these ultimate realities kind of smashed together into this battle world. That's pretty simple. Yeah, well, that's like, true. It doesn't actually like need much. All you have to know is some of the heroes tried to destroy other worlds to save their own and other people think that's wrong and want to hunt them. Now, what do you think on the backside of Secret Wars? Because there's the kind of rumor telltale about that being their new 52. Does Marvel do something new, or do they just come back out straight back to the status quo, keep on trucking? Um, they'll probably have a new status quo, and maybe they'll integrate some things from other realities. But like at the end of the day, it's never going to be... I, I feel like they, they, they pride themselves too much on not doing a new 52. Uh, so I don't think they will. So second lesser question. Do you think it's the end of the Ultimates line? I hope so. <laughs> yeah, I do too. I, I just don't think it has a place anymore. I think 
the only good book in that in that whole group right now is Ultimate Spider-Man, and you can bring him over. Yeah. Like, there's nothing about him that has to be in the Ultimate Universe. I mean... bring a couple of his supporting characters over, just like his... Because his dad's still a key character, isn't it? Isn't he? Uh, he's been gone, but I think he's coming back in, like, this month's issue or something. I gotcha. I, gotcha. I mean, that's a good question. Um, You can't just uproot him from his family and expect him to be the same character. Well... Maybe you could. Like, we know there is a Miles Morales of some kind or something Miles Morales in the regular Marvel Universe. We just don't know what it is. That's true, yeah. So, he could totally be there. I mean, especially with Spider-Verse going on right now, like, isn't that the easiest way to, like, rip him out of his universe? Yeah. It's like a scalpel. Like, you know, just kind of pull him out. Well, but there again, you've got Spider-Verse, but then that's going to end and then go into Secret War. So, yeah... I, I just the I ultimate universe is over. I mean, is there isn't there only Spider-Man right now? I think so. They had an because the Ultimates itself is getting. There's still an Ultimates book, isn't there? There's an Ultimate Ultimate Avengers or something like that. I think the Sonic team. I think the Ultimates is just about to to end. I think it just got canceled. Yeah. And yeah. the uh, the new FF version didn't last more than like four or five issues. Yeah. So I I feel like it's over. So I don't know. I, it's it's funny because I mean when it started in what two thousand two thousand one. It was so huge. And then all the other series that kind of came out of it were such a big deal. And then it just feels like it's just this sad, pale reflection of what it used to be. Yeah. Like it's, it's It's depressing. Because I remember loving Ultimate Spider-Man. And then at some point, like, it just kind of died. And I'm, well, I think it was Ultimatum, really. I mean, Ultimatum killed it. And then it kept going. And people read it. But, I mean, for me, Ultimate Spider-Man ended... Uh, at least the Peter Parker version ended with an ultimatum ended because after that you had some weird artwork on uh, the Ultimate Comic Spider Man and I just never understood why they had to like relaunch the book at all. So yeah, I was, I've always been curious too. Where you talk about in comics characters never die and they always come back, and in the Ultimates, you know, they kill characters and they don't really come back. And I don't know if that was actually a a hurdle for it. If if you killed off too many classic characters, and so you kind of had to tell new stories and maybe it's just the fact that the new stories the new characters weren't introduced and set up extremely well that it is it's it's a cart or a horse thing like which which was the problem the fact that they killed off the characters and so nobody could jump in and relate or the fact that the new characters they brought in just weren't that relatable Mm. i think it's also option number three that the the deaths were handled so poorly well that too that just drove people away like i mean i I, the, the number one thing i always go back to is the blob eating the wasp Right, and that's for me was where I kind of checked out, and I'm like, yeah, I'm done. Like, especially because you have uh, David Finch doing the art, and he's an extremely detailed artist. That is not the kind of artist I want doing that particular scene. Yeah, um, I don't know if I've ever told you this before. I think I have, but or if I've mentioned it on the cast before. But um, if you ever pick up the Ultimatum hardcover, there actually is an, an interior blurb for me on that hardcover, saying how saying how great it is because they took it out of context. I was in the first like issue or two. I was saying how great David Finch's artwork was, and so whenever I would see that at like a used bookstore, I, I would shiver with like with with horror that that my name is being used to advertise this really subpar product. Which where, where is that published? That you said the hardcover of the first yeah. Ultimate hardcover, or uh, the hardcover for the Ultimatum hardcover for the Ultimatum hardcover. So uh, as I said, the storyline that killed the Ultimate Universe for me. Technically, I am promoting it. In a blurb on that on that hardcover. 
There you go, ladies and gentlemen. If you're ever in Toronto, stop in for the one, the only, Adam Chapman to autograph your copy of Ultimate on the hardcover. So sad. <laughs> it's funny because back in the day, I actually, I used to, um, it was kind of a fun little game to see which, you know, comics would actually have my blurb on it. Yeah. Back when I used to write comic reviews and get blurbed, it was very cool. Uh, I still have a bunch of them. And I remember there's, a, I don't know if you ever read the Marvel Mythos. Um, which was yeah. like a series of one-shots, gorgeous, uh, very classic kind of retellings of the characters. Kind of like season one, but much shorter and much more kind of classic and not as modern. Um, yeah. I was in Disney World years ago and uh, with my wife, and we happened to find this hardcover, and I didn't realize that my name was on it. And I saw it, I'm like, no way, I was quoted on this. But it was like the shittiest copy of it possible. Yeah. And it was all damaged, and I was like, I, I can't buy this. It's in such horrible condition. I'm like, can you give me like some sort of discount because my name's on it? And they're like, oh, that's cool. And I'm like, yeah, can you give me a discount? Nope. Nope. I'm like, come on. <coughs> Which is very disappointing. Um, so, yeah, it's that Ultimatum, Ultimates, the Ultimate Universe. I'm okay if, it, if it's over. If it's, if it's time to bring Miles into the regular universe, I'm cool with it. And close that that side down. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, like right now, we have Scarlet Spider running around. We have, you know, Spider Man, Spider Woman, Silk. Um, you know, why not have another Spider Man? I don't care. Well, I think everybody thought it was going to end with hunger, and then they were just like, "Poof, Galactus is out of the universe. Never mind. Problem solved." Yeah. So, I don't really know what that whole story was about either. But they've at least been. I mean, at least um, that book remains interesting. Like, I still like Ultimate Comic Spider Man. Yeah. Or Miles Morales Spider-Man, whatever it's called now. I mean, it's still a good book. So at least at least they're publishing a good product. I mean, Bendis still has an affinity for the character. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, like, what else is... Bendis is doing, you know, okay work in all-new X-Men right now. I, I haven't been enjoying it as much. Yeah, Bendis lost a lot, of, a lot of me for the Guardians of the Galaxy stuff and leaving Rich and the state he was yeah that i did not enjoy not at all we don't I, 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 we've covered that or you've covered that at least before so we won't delve into that but no yeah it's not necessary it's writer it's stuck in the cancer verse with a cube in his chest jeez whatever <laughs> uh what else what else have you been reading besides uh all the lantern books um let's see let's see multiversity's been good i've enjoyed all of that okay uh, looking forward to the i think the we're recording this on a Monday and this Wednesday is the uh, Thunderworld issue. Oh, really? Is that coming out this week? Yeah, I believe that's this week's previews. Okay. Well, I guess by the time this episode goes up, it's in the past. Yeah, go get it. Maybe if it's good, who knows? Find out. You know, the the cover looks great. Yeah, yeah. If we can go by the cover, well, if we can go by the other issues, I think Morrison's just been having a blast writing all these other else worlds and things like that. You know, I haven't been able to get through them all, to be honest. I've enjoyed them. I, there hasn't been a one that I haven't at least had fun with. The but. one with, uh, I forget the art now, but was it the one with, was it Superman and Batman or a version of like their progeny that are related, like getting together or something? Is that the like youth one where it's all their kids and everything? I think so, yeah. Maybe it was just the artwork that kept me away from that one. I don't know. It was very like ultra-realistic, bright artwork, so yeah. Yeah, I don't know if it was for me. Yeah, I guess that comes out this week. That's exciting. Yeah, yeah. Hoping to see a good take on that. And this has nothing to do with anything really, but in, in my uh, Flash Hero clicks, I pulled a Cobalt Blue. And I'm nice. just 
Uh, well, the figure's nice, but I'm just looking at his dial, and it's just it's just disappointing to me. I can't see the good parts of it. What do you mean? He's 176 points. This is like I said, this is a hard shift straight into Flash Hero Clicks, but he's like 176 points. He's got a relatively long dial, sure, but he's got a lot of nines and a couple and an eight attack value in there. No indom. His and his like special powers don't even seem to go together that well. In that he's got precision or penetrating psychic blast. And his damage power at the same click is when he makes a close combat attack against a single target, resolve, uh, when actions resolve, roll a d6. On a roll of 4 to 6, give the target target an action token. So his dial has running shot, penetrating psychic blast, but his damage power is for close combat attacks. It yeah. Just, it doesn't even seem to stack well. No, but it's also like, I mean, if, if I'm going up against this character, I want to base you so you can't use your psychic blast. So I think it's kind of the idea that you know your opponent's going to want to limit your ability to do range, so they bring it in close, but you have an extra little you know bit of fun to give them in close. Maybe I just I guess the, the attack yeah, values do seem a bit low, but everything else about them I like a lot. I mean the damage values are good, defense is standard, I guess, but you hit him for three and he's on a nine seventeen. I'm just like ugh, ugh. or th- sorry, you hit him for three. And it's penetrating. Then he's on a nine eighteen with toughness. Mm. And I, I don't know. He's not terrible. He just he's really expensive for no indom for no. I don't know. No. Now remember that his attack values do get boosted uh, if he's able to uh, do his speed stealing. And that's true. And maybe that's why they lowered them so that he wouldn't just be overpowered. Because well, he can pick as many as he wants as long as he can see them, right? So yeah, like that's the danger. Like if he had no. You know, I mean, realistically, if he started with like an 11 or 12 attack and he's able to bump it up by three every turn. True. I mean, that's pretty, that's pretty crazy. Like to suddenly have, like right now he could start with the 13 attack. So I would just just keep that in mind. Six characters within line of fire. It could happen. I mean, it could, it could. I mean, Uh, maybe not in a 300 point game, but in a bigger one, absolutely. Maybe it's situational. Maybe that's it. Maybe it's a bigger point game piece, and I just don't play bigger point games that often. Yeah, I mean, if you if you played him in like a in like a multiplayer game with like four different uh, players, this yeah. guy he'd be he'd be killer. He'd be going crazy. He'd be modifying everyone's speed values were so low, so he'd be fast, and so he'd be running around probably with fourteen speed. He'd have a thirteen attack, and your opponents would be super slow. He's still stopping every other turn to rest, though. <laughs> you got I yeah that that is annoying, but. I think it's only annoying not so much because he doesn't have it, but because everyone else does. Yeah. Like, the the fact that there's characters that are, like, 80 points with Indomitable, and this guy's 100 points more and doesn't, That it's not so much that he doesn't have it as the problem, it's the fact that it's so cheap to have it on other characters that why wouldn't you rather use one of them? Well, and why wouldn't you just give him Endom and make him 190 or something like that? And yeah. Make him more play. I don't know. Anyway, okay, enough Cobalt Blue talk. Okay. Um, do you um, like the character at all? I only have one issue with the character in it. I can't say I know all that much about him. His sculpt looks really good, though. You know who he is, though, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I know his identity. So. That he's Barry Allen's twin brother? Yeah. <laughs> That's so stupid. Yeah, only no, in comics. It's him back in the shadows, and it's like, the it's big, bold letters, and it says, Who is Cobalt Blue? So, yeah. Oh, Cobalt. Um... Have you, actually, have you been reading Flash at all lately? No, not. I haven't read a single New 52 issue of Flash. No, uh, the first 25 weren't bad. 
with a, with a rousing. Uh, well, okay. The first twenty five aren't bad. I will say that the artwork is is gorgeous. The storytelling could be a little stronger, um, but I think part of it was just not because not their fault. I think it was that they were dealing with the new fifty two. The fact that I. I, I wonder if Bucciolato and Manipal wanted to make the rogues have superpowers yeah. as opposed to having, like, their traditional powers. Just weapons and whatnot. And yeah, yeah, like, I don't know what was going on there. Um, have you been reading any of Spider-Verse? Um, no, not really. I've been keeping up with it via the internet and whatnot, but I haven't been reading the issues like, off the stands. Um... Let's see. Um, coming up this week, we have. Uh, so you haven't been reading any of Spider Verse. It's, it's too bad. Um, I've been very mixed. Yeah. Uh, I, I think I'm just. Um, I don't know. I don't know what the word is. I think I'm just kind of uh, very hard on on this type of crossover because it, they they want it so badly to work, and I want to like it, but they've just keep. I mean, they they've had 1967 Spider Man show up. And that's like the TV show version, and I just right. I just don't understand why they need to do this. Yeah, from what I've heard from everybody, it, it gets to be a little bit too much. Let's dump this guy in. Let's get this guy in. Let's see another cameo, and not enough actual kind of where's the story going. Yeah, like yeah, it just definitely feels like that. Or we'll have yeah, a, a bunch of things. It's a little saturated. Yeah. Um. I'm trying to think what else I've been reading. Oh, I guess I you, you probably know more about what I've been reading than I know about <laughs> myself. Um, by the way, I didn't even realize the last time you were on an episode was in July. It's honestly not that bad. I feel like Nate shows up like once every year or two. So yeah, that's really disappointing. Yeah, I mean, well, you turn out like three episodes a week, so you kind of get behind quick if you're not on. I guess so. <laughs> it, it's only two. I'm not insane. That's still That's a lot of content good. in a week, but I'm surprised I even have anything left to say about comics sometimes. Well, jump from comics just a little bit, because one thing we did all, well, three of us, because my wife's in the room too, um, that all of us did cover were the season finales of all the TV shows. Um, yes. Are you, you caught up on that now? So you got Arrow, Flash, and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? Uh, actually, I, I still haven't watched Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but I know enough about what happens that I'm able to talk about it. Damn it, Adam. I know. Well, here's the thing. I really wanted to watch it, and my wife was like, I really want to go to bed. And I'm like, but I really want to watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And she's like, I really want to go to bed. And I'm like, okay, I'll wait. And she's like, you can watch it without me. I'm like, eh. It's one of the few shows left that we actually watch together every time. Yeah. Um, because usually, like, we just have too many shows, so I end up downloading them for us. Or, like, we watch it in other, me- other, uh, other methods or whatever the case might be, and usually not together. So it's like one of the last shows that we actually always watch together, so I'm like, I, I can't bring myself to lose that. Yeah. So I'm behind. All right, well, forget that one for now, then. Well, well, well I, I've heard about it. It's, it's It sounds great. I assume, I mean, everyone, we've already been talking about comics and spoilers and all that, so clearly, if you haven't watched it, well, that's your own fault, and you're not a good comics fan, you should have already watched it. Just like Adam and Agents. Wow. It's <laughs> well, all about all of them, just so everybody knows. Um, as far as Agents of Shield goes, so you know things are revealed and people die, and I can I can say all this openly, yeah. Yeah, you know, go ahead. Uh, I know all about Daisy. Yeah, right, right. So Sky's revealed to be Daisy finally, which everybody kind of internet message board rumor mill already thought and figured out. Absolutely, but, uh, everyone kind of figured that out already, but I'm glad that it was confirmed. Yeah, yeah, and I thought they did a, a nice way of holding it till the very end and. 
even though everyone kind of figured it, you still weren't sure. I mean, they could have kind of gone, you know, curveball and done something different. Absolutely. But I, I like I like the Secret Warriors tones throughout. Yeah. Oh, I got to go back and read Secret Warriors again. It's one of my favorite series of all time, I think, because it was it's just so, so solid. Um, and then, of course, we lose Trip. Trip's out. Now, I'm really sad about that. Now, a lot of people had speculated before the season started that maybe he wasn't even going to be around because he wasn't like a, a regular cast member. Yeah. And maybe it was just because they always knew he was going to die here. Um, I was surprised because, um, again, I haven't watched this, but I know enough about it that I was surprised that Mac's not dead. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they end up just getting Mac back. Like, as soon as all the uh, Terrigen Mist stuff act- or activates and does its thing, the, the city or whatever, and I'm doing air quotes, which obviously is great for podcasting, but the city releases him and just... He's just Mac again. He's like, oh, well, well, that was that was terrible. And See, he that's... just gets up, and Coulson's got him. <laughs> it's like whatever. But how did he survive being like dropped down a chute? Apparently, the city protected him, or he was like invulnerable or something because his eyes are all blood red. What? Come on. Uh, my wife says, if you've seen how large he is, he can survive that fall. Sexy <laughs> <laughs> man. You realize your only appearance on this podcast is going to be you making that voice saying that phrase. <laughs> I so, don't care. Anyway. Um, but yeah, so Max and, and Trip, I feel, I know they said in interviews that they wanted to give uh, Daisy's transformation an emotional, like, resonance or whatnot. But it really seems like Trip just, you can could, you could see the writing on the wall. Because he's like, oh no, the bombs are going to go off. i got to go back down and defuse them because I didn't know Coulson and Sky were down there. And as soon as somebody says, wait, i got to go back in, they're dead. They're, they're, they're... Hey, why, why can't he somehow become Firestorm? That's what, <laughs> that, that's what happens on, on DC shows. That's true. That, well, that is actually true. But, um, uh, so Trip goes back in and Sky's there and Raina's there and... They get all cocooned and everything, and uh, Trip kind of like wigs out and kicks the crystal, and trying to save them both. And when he kicks the crystal, I guess a shard of it comes back at him. Yeah. And so then he just gets stonified, hosed over, dead Trip. That's, and, that's uh, sad. Yeah, yeah. He was he was a good character. I much enjoy Trip. What I'm really curious to see is what they're going to do with Ward and where Ward's character is going to go. And does he go kind of hellfire-ish? Which would make sense because he's had an on again, off again with Daisy, but is also kind of Hydra. But is you know, do they give Ward powers now that he's murdered his family and brother? I don't know. He's kind of a hard character to deal with at this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I gotta say, the Ward is one of the few characters that when I kind of no one was talking about Ward after the finale, so I don't actually know much about what happens with him. So he, uh, yeah, not a lot happens. No, 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 you don't have to tell me. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, good, I'm, good, good. Well, I want to keep, I want to keep one surprise for myself. Okay, fine. We'll see where Ward stands, um, or if Ward stands. Dun dun dun. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's a podcast about comics. It's okay to be a little lame every once in a while. Absolutely. Um, Adam gives me permission. I'm lame all the time. <laughs> That's true. You don't listen regularly, but it's true. It's okay, true. I don't know if you had to agree so so quickly. It's a thumbs up. It's good to be it's good to be lame every once in a while. Okay. Uh, anyway, quickly moving on. <laughs> um, thoughts on the Flash finale? Because you've seen all of that, so we can talk about that. Absolutely, I saw all that. Um, I really dug it. Um, 
I'm curious, like, I, I figure there's got to be more to the kind of the, the ending than we see. Oh, sure, yeah. Um, but, you know, it was really, it was exciting. Um, the Firestormer stuff felt a little awkward. Um, just because, like, why does he call himself Firestorm? Yeah. Like, well, she's like, Robbie? And it's like, Firestorm. Or Ronnie, sorry. My, my assumption is that clearly Ronnie's not the one in control. So the question is, who else is he melded with at the moment? Is it going to be Professor Stein? It doesn't really make sense that it would be Professor Stein since he wasn't also in the Collider, but who else would have been? And I, you're going to have to do a little Ronnie origin story at some point in time and see what happened post-Collider breakdown. But I'm sure they're, they're going to get to that. Yeah, it's interesting to, to have him become Firestorm without us seeing Professor Stein just because that's yeah. the most famous version of the character. Yeah. Um, although you know what, I'm I'm surprised they even cast uh, um, Professor Stein because I mean in the current version it, isn't it Jason Rush that the two of them become Firestorm together? Yeah, they're both Firestorms and then they meld into Fury. If I, my hero clicks knowledge tells me. Oh, right? is that how it works? Oh, that makes me disappointed. Yeah, because in the JL fifty two set or whatever, the new fifty two set, oh, you know, yeah. there's the two Firestorms, the red and the yellow, and then there's the Fury. And I remember the. Just flipping through the issues because I do like the character Firestorm a lot. I tried to give his new Fifty Two a shot, and it just—it was too different of a Firestorm for me. And then they meld into this giant Fury thing, and there are other Firestorm-like entities from other oh, okay. countries. And apparently, now, it's a whole program or something, but maybe okay. I'm way off base. It's just what I gathered from a few flip-throughs. Now, I think after that, uh, after that short-lived um, book, I think eventually they kind of made them into like kind of the regular Firestorm we know now. Oh, okay. Okay. And I know that in the new, um, sorry, the uh, Future's End, I think they kind of showed them acting as Firestorm together. Well, and that's true, I guess, because in uh, Forever Evil, everybody's trapped in Firestorm. So yes. that would make sense. Yeah. So Thank that's you. interesting. Um, yeah. The, the, the jury's out on who actually reverse flashes. Obviously, Wells at the ending gives a, a, a nod that he is, if not reverse flash building reverse flash yeah um and they pointed out that his wounds healed very quickly right there at the end so clearly he's a part of he's a speedster of some sort um but there's still the the nagging things of is he some sort of future barry is he just another in the line is he somebody completely different or is he just going to be hunter zolomon or eobard and he is a reverse flash. I don't know. Here's a question. What what do we think is the age difference between um, uh, Eddie Eddie and Barry? Eddie seems maybe a couple of years older, but not much. The only reason I'm asking is it, is it only because we just talked about him. Why can't he be Cobalt Blue? <laughs> I guess he could be. He's a Thon. Yeah. And he starts that bloodline. Yeah. Well, not really starting it, but like you know what I mean. So you're talking about Eddie becoming Cobalt Blue? Yes. He's also a detective, though. That takes years on the force before you just magically become detective. You might want to speak up a little make sure you get in on this. True, but at the same time, Barry, it takes a long time to be a CSI investigator. Investigator, yeah, yeah. Especially, like, one of the lead investigators most of the times. How creepy is that love triangle, though? Explain. I'm sorry. Uh, that is a tried and true love story of a brother and his twin brother who's thought to be dead and the girl they both love. That is classic. Same, same girl. <laughs> but who is also awkwardly his, like, weird adoptive half-sister thing. That is classic soap opera right there. 
I'm pretty sure you could turn on Bold and the Beautiful and see almost that exact thing right now. An evil twin and both of them vying for the same woman. Yeah, absolutely. Probably. That's just how it works. How is Barry a medical examiner without actually having a medical degree? We don't know that, do we? He may have a... Because if he has a medical degree... He's a crime scene investigator. He's not a medical examiner. Well... But still, he has to have some sort of background for that. So if it is actually a decent background, then they could easily be the same age in detective work and how long it took him to get to be a crime scene investigator that is a medical crime scene investigator. Yeah, I mean, at at the end of the day, I'm absolutely certain he'll never be Cobalt Blue. I just like the idea that he could be. Well, and my guess is everybody said uh, even – well, Eddie's character said, why didn't he take me out when he had the chance or whatnot? And the obvious to that is, if he's not the himself, the Reverse Flash in the future come back, then Eddie would be a bloodline descendant or a bloodline, what, like grandparent or something yeah. to the Reverse Flash of the future. So clearly, that's kind of why he, or at least it's imp- implied that that's why he stopped, looked at him, and then took off. Was he could kill everybody, but he can't kill Eddie because Eddie's e- either him or. Well, to be fair, though, we only think that because we know about comic books. Well, yeah, but Flash is stuck really close to comics, so that's you know. no, no. I know that, but I'm, I'm just, I, I guess I'm always interested. What would a non-comic book fan take from any of that? Like someone who, someone who knows nothing about the Flash at all and has never talked to anyone who knows anything about the Flash. Well, she's talked to me a little bit, but... I don't know that much about it, because usually when you talk to me about the actual origin story, I kind of find something else to think about. Um... (laughs) My wife's the same way. She'll be like, who's this again? And I'll I'll give her, like, a tidbit, and then sometimes I'll push my luck and throw in one more, and she's like, okay, I'm done. Yep. Yeah. Been there. It it goes away pretty quickly, uh, that attention span. Um... I think it's just interesting, and it's one of those things that, looking at plot lines, I can see that whole, like, he could have gotten everybody, but he, you know, skipped over a few. It's something that you think about, and it's something that you question, but it's one of those things that you don't necessarily question back to who is who. It's like, oh, he might actually serve a purpose later on, Mm. and especially since a couple of episodes ago, he got super close to... um, Law and Order guy. Jesse L. Martin. Um, That he, like, taunted him and basically said, if you keep digging, I'll kill her. And that really kind of pushed buttons that it was like, okay, well, then all of them are somehow involved. Hmm. And all of them serve a purpose because so far nothing has happened without reason behind it. True. So as a non-comic book person, I see importance there, but I don't necessarily know where that importance leads. And the fact that he was messing around with Joe means that Joe was getting where he needed to be, so that automatically made me question... Uh, Wells? Yes. Yeah. I was about to wheels. Well, no wheels also. Wheels in the leg, man. Um, <laughs> but, uh... Now, um... I, do you guys know anything about, like, upcoming episodes of The Flash? Who's coming up? Yes. Well, well, I know this, the the preview for the season and the the title episode is the what rogues come to rogues. I know the rogues are coming together, but I, I don't know exactly what the title is. I think it's like Revenge of the Rogues. Yeah, that sounds right. That sounds right. But what else is coming down the pipeline? Uh, well, it looks like in the next episode we're getting a uh, heat wave, right? Which is exciting. Now he looked all scarred up in the preview, so that's good. Well, that means he's more like the new Fifty Two version in some way, right? 
Uh, although it still looks like he's going to have a heat gun, so at least they're sticking to that. Um, it looks like based on IMDb, which obviously is never wrong, um, they, they they list Jason Rush as a character for the next episode. Oh, okay. But the episode after that, they mention Martin Stein. Well, they uh, there was also that picture from uh, whatever first name Amel he is. Um, Stephen Amel. Is that is is that the Amel that's not Arrow? Oh no, I don't know about that one. I only know about because the... Firestorm's the other Amel. They're cousins. Weird. Yeah. It's like I, think it's, is it, I think it's like Robbie or something. Robbie, yeah, I think that's it. Um, but uh, he there was a picture he released, if I'm not mistaken, of him kind of in a faraway shot as yes. Firestorm. Yeah, with, uh, with his chest emblems lit up. So, I guess that's coming down the pipeline if, if he's allowed to push that picture out there just to get it going. Absolutely, that was exciting to see. I mean, it kind of looks like the uh, the Firestorm logo, right? So, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I want him to have the poofy arms, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, I think we'll get all the hallmark signs, but definitely update his costume a little bit. Well, you wanted Rainbow Rider to look a lot. Rainbowier than he did. I gotta be honest, I did too. If you're gonna use Rainbow Raider, come on. Yeah, and then they try what they call him Prism or whatnot, and then she makes the offhanded joke at the end that he's Rainbow Raider. But I like that too. <laughs> they 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 walk a fine enough line of giving us very comic booky things. I guess I can cut them some slack sometimes. They're not wanting to go full bore and bring Rainbow Raider out on a rainbow sled. You know, like yeah. okay, I, I get. They got to draw the line a little somewhere. Um, we've also got Pied Piper coming up. That'll be cool. That'll be fun. It could be. I mean, I do you think they'll make him gay? Or like right from the beginning? Could have made Rainbow gay. But they <laughs> but we all got that. Um, I don't know that they'll make him explicitly gay. I could see them just saying, like he just is. I don't, I don't, I'll, I rarely, like when Captain Cold came in, I didn't go, hey, I wonder if Captain Cold's straight or gay in this episode. They could just say, hey, this is this, and it's a bridge they cross later. You yeah, know what I mean? that's I true. The villains have to come in and announce their sexuality. He just could be, and it's not expressly said. I only, I only wonder because it, they've made it like a the, kind of uh, a big part of the character. Yeah. Which I don't always like when they make it like this is his thing, because that's yeah. not really cool. But um, I, I just want, I'm curious about it. That's all. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, just, I don't know if it's something they'll have any reason to address in the show if he's just going to be an episode or two anyway well he's not going to be hitting on Barry well maybe I guess they could they could go that route I don't know that could be, I, I, it's interesting too because as my, like I always I I know he was around longer but I always think of him more as a Wally West character yeah like yeah. which I know isn't true I mean he was obviously around a long time before that but I just think that uh, they did so much good with Wally and him being friends that it's weird to think that you know he's a Barry character more. All right, so let's call that. We'll we'll mark this episode and come back to it. Let's assume. I mean, Arrow's already had three seasons, and Flash, I would say, is by far and away just off to a great start and is getting great ratings and everything else. So let's just say Flash goes at least three or four seasons. Okay. Now, when does Wally West appear? Ah. Uh. Uh, I don't even know how they would. Well, you could always have it as an Iris cousin or something if you want to go with the new 52. Yeah, then I'm not interested because I I think part of what was always so good about it was that there was a... Like, at the end of the day, this Barry is still too young to be okay. the older mentor. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even in three years, he's going to look 
Like, not... He, he's just not... The original Flash was, like, 40. Well, and that's true, but, I mean, I feel like they could... They could bulk him up a little in a, from season to season, and you know the other suit's going to be coming eventually from uh, uh, Wells' little future computer thing there. True. Um, kind of a bigger, bulkier suit. So I could see them growing him over a season or two and then giving him the mentor role. I mean, hell, look at Arrow. You've got an arsenal in there, and it's a very relatively young Arrow to have an arsenal sidekick coming along too. Yeah, I think that character lends itself differently because, I mean, as much as he had a sidekick, it was more... It was, a, it was a function of the times that everyone got a psychic, whereas they always played it, especially so many characters have, so many writers have given so much weight to the idea that, that you know, that Barry Allen was this kind of amazing guy, who was, and there was this kind of, this kid who, you know, got powers. Like, it wasn't just, it wasn't like training them to use a bow. It wasn't training them, you know, to avenge their death of their parents at a trapeze, you know? Like, it was something different. It was, Do you think that would be uh, ballsy enough to change Flash actors? Have like a uh, we'll see if this if this reference hits or not. But do a Brian's dead from Family Guy and replace <laughs> Brian for like three or four episodes just to make you think Barry's gone. Bring in Wally and then maybe like at a mid season break have Barry come back. You know, I just for a live action shows, I just don't think that's ever going to be a possibility. I, they've been daring so far. Sticking. I mean, if if we get to time travel, we get to a final crisis, we get to all these things. If, if they're daring enough to take that jump, I don't see I don't see where they would start pulling punches. Is my thing. Uh, not so much pulling punches. I just feel like like taking your lead actor and putting him not in the show for a while. I don't think happens in a live action show. Oh, I, I mean, I'm not saying it's not radical. I'm not saying it's not out there. I just I, I don't know based on the mechanics of a live action television show and the marketability and the say like the the kind of the the CD underbelly that exists to keep the shows going. Sure. I just don't think it can actually exist. Would I think it'd be a great idea? Absolutely. I mean, I'd be okay with, well, as much as I don't like the concept that much, but having a darker Barry show up isn't a bad idea either. Yeah. I mean, that's been done. I mean, it's happening right now in the comics. It happened in the 90s with Walter West. I mean, this happens. All right, next question. Because yes. I'm curious on your opinion on this one. By the time the Flash movie comes out, Flash will have been three seasons, I think, at least. Four. four seasons? I think it's like four, yeah. Yeah. So, if you have a four-year fully developed Flash who's got an entire rogues gallery, who's done who knows what with time travel and everything else, how do you then separate a movie Flash and have anyone give a crap as far as comic book fans are concerned? Um, fully realized Flash versus a potential second origin story. You know what? At the end of the day, um, they are different, and as many as as much as there might be a few, you know, a few uh, a lot of people watching Flash, the people who will see a movie is a lot more. Um, and plus, you got to remember, like when Smallville was happening, I think like maybe what year five or six, like it had been on yeah. a while. You had Superman Returns. Well, which, we know how well that example. Well, the movie didn't fare well, but that wasn't because that wasn't because of the TV show. That's that, true. That was because it was a shitty movie. That's true. Nobody went to Superman Returns and went, "This isn't the blur. Where's Where's Smallville?" Exactly. Like, I mean, although uh, you you get the same type of thing. At least now that in advance, we already know, like five years in, or four or five years in advance, that we're not going to be seeing, you know, Grant Gustin as. The movie Flash. I mean, whereas there was a lot, a lot of talk back in the day of is Tom Welling going to be Superman? Yeah, yeah. I mean, and I, I kind of always thought it was a shame that he didn't get a chance. He didn't get at least one movie out of it. Yeah. I mean, especially considering what we did get. 
Yeah, absolutely. I'm, although, honestly, I think I like Brandon Routh, to be honest. I like him. He's excellent on the arrow. See, I, I, I haven't actually watched that, but I know he plays, uh, what, Ray Palmer? Yeah. And yeah. one thing I really liked him as, too, is, um, oh, what was that show? He was in a very short-lived sitcom called uh, Partners. Okay. And I don't know why, but I loved it. Like, it was, I think it was him and, like, I think it was him and Jason Biggs or something. And there's these, like, um, Brandon Routh's character was gay, and um, Jason Biggs was not. And they were, like, partners in, like, a firm I, I can't remember much about it, but it was a lot of fun. All right. All I remember is that it had an Imagine Dragons did the theme song before anyone really knew who they were. Adam was on top of that. He goes, "These Imagine Dragons kids, they're going places." Well, I mean, they were already like, do, they already had already made the album that became their big one, but it was before anyone really knew who they were. Because I remember listening great. to, I remember who listened to that theme song, being like, "This is awesome." <laughs> and then I was like, "Wait a minute! Everyone else knows who they are. Who are they?" See. Anyways, actually, I do have to uh, cut us off, though, unfortunately. Okay. Uh, but uh, AJ, uh, thank you and, and Katie both for being on the show today. And uh, we'll have to get get together for another uh, episode sometime soon. The fans will demand it. I feel certain. They're well, because you're one of the movie. fans, right? So you're just going to demand it of yourself? This, that's it. That's it. <laughs> I'm going to get a lot of fan mail from AJ being like, get the AJ guy back on. I'm going to send Kelly a message and be like, hey, hey, Adam... Gotta get gotta get AJ back on, and so that's it. I got I got the inside track now. I just gotta get Kelly to like it. I love it. There you go. Boom. And a guest appearance by Kelly. Well, that's all I needed for that. Uh, <laughs> so th- thank you guys both for uh, joining me, and we'll catch you next time, guys. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.